Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Bald Face Truth. We're broadcasting today from Research Stadium, Utah, Oregon State, coming up 6 o'clock. Game is on FS1. The broadcast crew is in the house. This will not be a remote broadcast from FS1. Tim Brando is here in the house. Also with me right on press row, Kimya Massey, who is a senior associate athletic director here at Oregon State. Um, I had no idea, Kimya. I'm looking at the field. The band was out there. The cheerleaders were out there. Like four hours before the game, everybody's – what time do you get here? Oh, gosh. I've been here since 7, 7.30. But on a typical game day, you know, our staff's here eight to ten hours before a game. So if you think about a normal Saturday, it's a it's a long day. But it's a really, really cool to see the band and the energy. A normal game day on a Saturday obviously has great energy. But on a Friday with the kids back, all yeah. school students back in classes, everybody back, it's been a really, really cool, uh, cool day with a, a lot of a lot of high energy. I walked across campus uh, just to, just to remind myself how old I am, and and just <laughs> see all the students are looking down at their mobile devices. They're all like in a it's it's like party of one over and over again as they walk by with their backpacks on and everything. But just a reminder of uh, that we are on a this is a college town, and we are on we're on a college campus here. Um, the west side of the stadium, I walked around it. Uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago at the San Diego State game. I told you, and I'll say it again, uh, really nicely done. What does it feel like for you guys as an athletic department to kind of dream this and then walk around it and see it kind of come to life? Yeah, no, it's been really, really uh, rewarding, honestly. It's been so many years in the making. Uh, Scott's vision for this building is incredible. And just to finally be here and to actually be able to go in and have a game and execute it and to be able to see thousands and thousands of people being able to enjoy the sight lines and the food and all the different varieties and just being able actually to circle the stadium for the mm-hmm. first time ever has been really, really exciting. Um, I think you're also sort of experiencing a high level of a complete stadium that you just don't really see much in college. You just don't. And I think a lot of people who go to professional stadiums now are seeing uh, something similar to that here, specifically in some of our premium spaces. Beaver Street is as unique as it gets. I've never seen that in college it's really cool. football ever. Um, so we're really excited to see it, and obviously with anything – um, there's a lot to still continue to work on, but we're really excited to have people, and tonight's going to be a pretty incredible night. It's interesting because I know, like Mark Harlan, the Utah AD, will be here tonight, and I got—I guarantee you—he's going to walk around down there, and he's going to go, "Okay, the next time we redo Rice Eccles, we're adding living room suites and Beaver Street." And you guys really moved—I feel like—and maybe it's just me—I—I I feel like you moved the seating down. Is it closer to the field or? What am I experiencing when I'm walking on the concourse and I feel like I'm within arm's reach of the field? We are actually closer. Um, it's actually pretty unique in the, the way the structure of the building was built. Um, and credit to our, our construction design folks and populists and SRG and Hoffman and, and all the folks that really work together to create sight lines that are really unique in college football. And it's not even just the seats down below in Beaver Street, but even in the upper concourse that we're right mm-hmm. above right now. To be able to have these kind of lines and actually physically be closer to the field than we were in the old uh, West Concourse is is pretty. It's a pretty special opportunity. The 300 level, I think it's the level that's yep. right in front of me, has covering, and I noticed during the San Diego State game, it was warm. It was like high mid to high 90s at different you know different points of the day. Those 300 level seats are generally like between the 10 yard lines, right? So you're you got a great sure. access to the field, and it's got the cover on it. 
I think those might have been the best seats that day. They're great seats, and they're selling really well. They have, and we're really excited about that because the upper concourse, too, if you look at the wing sides, mm -hmm. there's a really good opportunity just to sort of mingle and mix with your your your, uh, your folks you come to the game with. The seats are great. Obviously, the concession stands, but also I think uh, from same, like tonight, we're sold out. Um, we have a lot of standing room only um, opportunities there, too. So. And the cover, which yeah. I think people would be really That's grateful it, for yeah. when you get to November, late October, right. things like that. I hadn't so. thought about it with the sun, but that day yeah. it was roasting, and I was looking down. Because I just walked around, and I was like, oh, 300 levels where I would want to be sitting today if I was sitting there. Kimya Massey with us, Senior Associate Athletic Director, Oregon State. Um, you said standing room only, so it, it's a sellout. Do you have a sense of how many SRO tickets you will sell? Uh, we're probably around 500 the last I've looked um, leading up to the game, so we've done really, really well there. Um, so it's really exciting to have, obviously, a full stadium. We're really excited about the students being there. The allotment went real quick uh, mm. for our students today, so we're really excited to see them come in here, what, about an hour, almost an so hour. So how does that work with students? They did, Is it morning of game? Uh, no, it's Monday. Monday. So it's the Monday okay. of the game week. Okay. So the allotment goes goes up, and obviously uh, through their student fees, they're able to access those tickets. Wow. And those sell pretty quickly, and then that – Immediately. <laughs> yeah. I know. I have a kid here, and she's yeah. like, I, gotta, I can't be on the phone with you. I need to get my tickets. Um, all right. So what are we looking at for the rest of the season as far as available tickets and, and games that – that people could uh, potentially, if they want to just check out the stadium or they want to see a football game here, because yeah. I, keep, I keep seeing sellout, sellout, sellout. Yeah, so far I've been doing really, really great, and credit to Sarah O'Connell and her team uh, for all they're doing um, in, in multiple markets. But UCLA is sold out, so okay. we're really excited about that. Um, obviously from a secondary market, our, our partner SeatGeek, so mm -hmm. there's a good opportunities there. If you're still looking to try to get to that game, we'll see how it goes as we get closer in terms of SROs and things of that nature. Um, then tracking really well for the, the last two Stanford and UW, um, we do expect to, to hopefully get there. Um, we're going to keep keep pushing, and, and that's our goal is to sell out every game this year. The uh, I have to think the Washington game will sell out just by virtue of the fact that's going to sure. be huge. So the Stanford game November 11th is the one that people, if they want to come down, if they're going to pick a game off the schedule and just go, hey, that's the game, come down and uh, buy tickets for that, or go to SeatGeek if you want to go in the secondary market. But uh, I just think it's really neat what you guys have done. And, all right, any any problems? Like, you know, because you don't foresee these kinds of things until you get it built. Like, did you – are you looking around now going, hey, we should have done something different? Not so you much know? different. I think inevitably when you have, A, a full stadium, and, B, you have a lot more, for example, points of sale. We have 56 additional points of sale um, on this side that we've had ever before. So inevitably it's going to create – opportunities to bring in more people you have to have working um, but inevitably we have some lines just okay. to, of course beaver street's a really exciting opportunity for people to be here it's open anybody can come to the side it's new it's intriguing it's fresh it's everybody wants to see it yeah. everybody wants to see it so yeah. inevitably there's lines and things like that so we're really looking at ingress and egress and how we manage the lines we're also looking at concession lines and how that's working uh, we're also just trying to make sure people really have a comfortable experience so i, I think Inevitably, not so much what, did we, what could we have done differently, but as we go game by game, how do we get better every game and making sure people have a great experience? How does your job and maybe Sarah's job, too, when you guys are talking about ticket sales and the design of the stadium, how does that mesh with the actual performance on the field with the team? Like, 
you know, you're ultimately at the mercy of the product, right? You, you need the product to be great. doesn't matter how great the theater is, but it is a nice theater right now. Yeah, it always helps to have a great product. There's no doubt about that. I think we all understand that. That being said, um, when you do have a little bit reduced capacity, which we did on purpose intentionally, and I think you're seeing that across the country. We're not an anomaly there. Um, you're creating opportunities for premium um, experiences for our guests. Um, Obviously, there's some revenue there, but there's also opportunities for people to be here, not at home in their seat or on their couch. So they do work together. I mean, when you have a product that's successful on the field, you yeah. want to capitalize off that. There's no doubt about it. So I, I remember when you guys let me do the virtual tour, uh, I asked about the living room suites because those were pretty awesome. <laughs> like, it was just – They're amazing. And I couldn't even get you guys to quote me a price. Like, what, I'm not, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that level of donor? <laughs> what are we talking about here? Well, if one becomes available, they're yeah. essentially sold out. Right. You're the first call we're going to make. So okay, I appreciate you. that. We got you. I'm on the wait list. <laughs> uh, all right, rest of the campus sports. All right, uh, you know, what's next? Do you finish this building, or is there any plan facility-wise? Gymnastics, I know there was a big uh, unveiling last year for that. Yeah, gymnastics is great. Incredible building. Um, we think it's one of the top two, top three in the country um, with what we have there for their practice facility. Um, we're really always looking at everything, John. Just looking at even Gill. We're looking at, of course, uh, over by track. And that's actually the next piece that will be done. Um, mm. The track facility um, is literally in the best couple percentage of uh, days of being done. That will mm. fi be finalized in December. Okay. Um, so the grandstands, the bathrooms over there, all the amenities there. And then the baseball hitting facility. Um, that's going to be uh, breaking ground here in October. So that's going to be uh, the next larger facility that you'll see you know, within the footprint do you guys did you guys go out and scout other facilities or do others have others asked to come in on a game day to kind of see what you did because i got to think that when word spreads about this even oregon down the street like rob mullins he's gonna want to see this he's gonna want to see what you've done because i think I think Otson is overdue for some premium seating and some upgrades. Yeah, we have. Actually, last week it was uh, myself and Scott walked around with uh, J.D. Wicker, uh, mm. San Diego State, great guy. Yeah. Um, and they have Snapdragon, which is a fairly new stadium as well. And just to see and have those conversations about what they went through building their facility, um, what their challenges were year one, what we're doing, uh, working with here. So there is a lot of interest in other athletic directors, especially when they visit. Um, we do tours with them and, and allow them to do that. We've had some other requests, probably more so postseason um, when there's a little bit more time where we'll have people come and take a look at what we do. And, of course, yeah, we, of course we go and, and take a look at other facilities. One of the things that's really great about traveling um, is we have opportunities to see other facilities and see what's working well, see what maybe didn't work as well, what they would have done different. So as we look at this building and future buildings, we're always looking at, okay, what is, um, what is the most important thing for the program, mm -hmm. for functionality, but what can we do to make the fan amenities and the experience as strong as possible? Really loud in here. Right? And I think we'll see it tonight. Game against Utah. Again, kicks off 6 o'clock. Kimia, I'm, I picked Oregon State 24-21. Steven back in studio, such a hater. He, <laughs> uh, he has Utah by about, I think, what would you say, Steven? What was your score? 21-17. Uh, 21-17. He's not saying it with as much confidence right now while you were here. Um, what, what do you think happens tonight? Well, you, got a you, know, prediction? you know, I'm always rooting for the Beavers. <laughs> I don't make predictions, but I'm always going for the Beavers, obviously. Um, it's going to be a really tough game, right? Yeah. Utah has an incredible program. They run the ball well. They play incredible defense. Um, obviously, from our standpoint, you know, we play really well in the lines, really improved there in defensive line. What Coach Smith has done with the staff, um, feel really confident in, in what we're bringing to the table. We can score some points. Um, it's going to come down to one of those games probably where there's a lot of key stops in the fourth quarter, yeah. and maybe it comes down to special teams. So, 
I like where we're at. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere. It's going to be really loud, like yeah. you mentioned. Yeah. Um, I think having the students here tonight is going to bring another level of energy. Yeah, I'm eager to see that. And it's an orange out. So we're going to have yeah. a lot of orange in here. You're going to see ah. some really cool orange-esque type things happening around the stadium. Nice. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's All right. be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, yeah, my Anna and the, the girls, are, the younger kids, are coming to the game tonight. My 77-year-old father-in-law, Ty, fresh out, off the boat from Taiwan, he will be at his first college football game tonight. He's going to be blown away. I think he has no idea <laughs> what he's walking into. I guarantee well, you that. Let's, uh, let's get him on Beaver Street for a while and see what he thinks about that. I'll, I'll have to text her to put him in orange. There you go. I was going to say, are they all wearing orange? I, I have no idea. John, have... that's that's a text you got to make. You better make sure you get that done. You got, You have two hours and 23 minutes. All right, I'm on it. All right, Kimia, thank you for stopping by. Appreciate you. Uh, coming up, we'll uh, we'll have our big splash. We'll get a visit from Nick Daschle, who covers the team. We'll also you'll also hear from Bill Riley, ESPN 700 in Salt Lake City. Is Cam Rising going to go tonight? Is he even a threat to put on a uniform? We'll find out. It'll all happen during this show. Leave it here. We'll get the latest. On Cam Rising, Utah quarterback. Will he play today? Josh Furlong, KSL, will be joining us at 4 o'clock. He's right down the way on press row. And we'll, uh, we'll grill him about Cam Rising. Bill Riley, ESPN 700, later in the show to talk about Utah. We'll get a visit, presumably, from Nick Daschle, who covers the team from an Oregon State standpoint, also in the 4 o'clock hour. You'll hear a little bit of my interview with Kyle Whittingham. Uh, right leading into the game. Again, I'm broadcasting today from Research Stadium where Oregon State and Utah will meet at 6 o'clock. Gates to the stadium will open about 4.30. And uh, I have just watched the band. Like, you see the band at a football game and you watch them come out or they play a song and you think, gosh, you know, a bunch of college kids, they probably got here 15 minutes before the game. Nope. They've been on the field going through what they're going to do. It looks like a dress rehearsal or, you know, it's like a wedding rehearsal that's going on on the field, and then, you know, they're in full get-up, Stephen. This is, they are not messing around. That's why they're so good, John. I mean, I you know, they, they, get, they get the practice done. They get the work done. It's just like sports. You got to, you know, practice. You got to be prepared. They don't want to mess up on that field. I think that I often will say things like, you know, my friends don't understand what I do. Because I'll get text messages from friends I went to college with or friends I grew up with, and, uh, they'll be like, oh, you know, what do you do? You drink beer and you eat hot dogs and you watch the football game? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm there when they're turning the lights off. You're, you know, you're not, like, hanging out at the stadium in the game. It's not as cool as it sounds. And then coaches will tell you people don't, you know, the rest of us don't understand the, all the film work and all the recruiting and the grind and the time away from their families. And But I got to think the band members have a beef, too, because I don't think I understood what, I don't think I still understand probably what goes into it. They're literally in formation right now, and they are marching off the field, and there's nobody in the stands. And they're playing. They're playing music, Stephen. There's nobody here to listen to it or watch it. They're just playing as they're leaving the field. So this is what they do. It's like uh, if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? But they're if, playing if, if right the band now. plays right now, does it make a sound, John? Can we hear it? Can you hear it? <laughs> probably. <laughs> this brings us to our big splash. It's in the NFL. The NFL's cracking down on what? Here we go. The one thing you absolutely need to know today. Look, look, look at it. Where? Down there. The Big Splash. Well, the NFL is modifying its gambling policy. The league's gambling policy will punish players 
for betting on their own teams more harshly. It, they have also amended the rules. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Truth. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.